Growing up, I had always heard of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and I was always really confused about what it is we were actually celebrating. And the gospel that we just heard from St. Luke doesn't help to clear that up. Because what the gospel today talks about is not the Immaculate Conception. What the gospel today talks about is the Feast of the Annunciation, when the angel Gabriel announced to Mary that she would be with child, the, the Christ child of Jesus. What we celebrate today, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, is the day that Mary was conceived in her mother's womb, in St. Anne's womb, without sin. Now, why would we celebrate this day? Well, let's back up a little bit and look at the first reading that we heard tonight from the book of Genesis, where for once and for all, we can say it's all the woman's fault for all the problems in the world, right? No, that's not what the book says. That's not what we get from Genesis. What we see in this sin of both Adam and Eve is the sin that each and every one of us fall into many times in our own lives. That not only do we not always obey what we're supposed to do, but then when we're caught with our hand in the cookie jar, as Adam was, well, how do you know that you are naked? Who told you that you were naked? Ah, you have eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, it wasn't my fault. Her fault, she did it. Eve made me do it. She made me do it. She took that apple and just... Mm. Now, first of all, it wasn't an apple. It was probably a fig. But we normally think of an apple in the garden, but it probably wasn't because of where Mesopotamia would have been and what would have naturally grown there. But besides that, when Eve is then asked, well, why did you give this fruit to the man? Well, it wasn't my fault. The snake made me do it. It reminds me of a meme that I saw recently on social media where there was this shoe that had been eaten by a dog. And the owner of the dog brought the other two dogs in line, and there were three different dogs there. And the owner said, who did this? The two other dogs that didn't do it, supposedly literally take their paws and put them on the head of the guilty dog. The same thing that Adam and Eve both did in our first reading from Genesis, they want to put the blame on someone else. Even if they didn't do it, we point the finger at those who did. But also, many times in life, we point the finger even when we have fallen to the temptations of sin. So at the end of that first reading from the book of Genesis, where we know of the fall of man, Adam then names his wife Eve, for she is the mother of all life. What is one of the nicknames for Mary? The new Eve. And so when we look at this feast day that we celebrate today of the Immaculate Conception, it is important then to point out that the new Eve did not fall into the same temptations as the original Eve. When tempted by sin in her life, she didn't fall to that trap. We as Catholics and Christians believe that Mary was without sin from the moment that she was conceived until the moment until she was assumed into heaven. 
And why would Mary have been assumed into heaven, which we celebrate on the Feast of the Assumption? Because what is death the price of? Sin. The price of sin is death. Mary didn't sin. Therefore, we have what's called a logical syllogism. If the price of sin is death and Mary didn't sin, Mary then didn't die. She didn't have to pay that price for sin. Instead, as we heard of in our opening prayer, her son paid the price of the sin of humanity. That he is the new Adam, born of Eve, the new Eve, Mary. He too did not commit sin because God can't commit sin because that just doesn't make any logical, rational sense. It doesn't happen. And so Christ, the child, then became a man and turned back the clock as his mother Mary did to redeem humanity and to pay the ultimate price for the sin of humanity past, present, and future. So when we come to this celebration of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, it's a reminder to us of the hope of the life of Mary but also of her son. For everything that Mary did in her life points to her son. Why did she need to be conceived immaculately? Because Christ, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, could not be touched by sin. And so even in the womb, he was untouched by sin. Now, Mary would have been touched by sin in the womb, even though she didn't contract sin. Think about it in in germ terms. She was, sin was around her, but she wasn't sinning. She didn't be touched by sin in the same way that you and I do from that original sin that is then cleansed from us at our baptisms. And so we come on this very special occasion, this solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, with hope. With hope that dawns anew 17 days from today. It gives us an opportunity to prepare our hearts, our lives, and our wills for what is to truly be celebrated on the Feast of the Nativity of Christ. The light of the world. That when we come together, yes, we come together with joy, we come together with celebration, but we also come together with hope. Hope that we won't have to pay the price of our sins, which is death. Now, we will die to these mortal bodies, we know that. But we also believe in the resurrection and life everlasting. It's part of our creed that we profess every time that we come to celebrate a solemnity or a feast. To remind us of why we do what we do. It's not because of me. It's not because of you. It's because of the love of God. And the mother of God, Mary, the Theotokos, as she was given that name, always leads us in her life to her son because he listens to her. In fact, when we look at the first miracle at the wedding feast of Cana, it was through his mother's intercession, her poking and prodding, do whatever he tells you to do, that he began his public ministry. And so who better to intercede for us in this time of preparation 
than the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so as we continue through this Advent season, may we look to Mama Mary, to our mother, our mother in the faith, to intercede for us where we need, to speak on our behalf to our Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for those things that are integral to us embracing the faith and living it out in our lives. One of the best parts of today's gospel is, is the submission of Mary to the will of God. As we see in her son in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he says, if it be possible to take this chalice from my lip, to take this cup from my lip, please may it be so. But if not, not my will, thy will be done. We see this also in the Annunciation of Mary that we heard in today's gospel. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Submission to the will of God leads us to joy, hope, and peace. May we submit to God's will, seek out his will for us in our lives, and truly recognize him who is the joy of this season that we are celebrating.